This fine afternoon here, it is uh, 2.30 on January 29th. I'm sitting here with Kyle Smith. Hello. Big time intro song. Yeah. So we got a new intro song up. Like, comment, subscribe it. Give us some more feedback on that. Uh, I think that's Kyle's anthem. Yeah. Little Dickie in yeah, general. I think that's his role model. So uh, this week's topic, Kyle, you just got back from a work retreat. Did anyone comment on millennials? Um, No. Just about everybody there was a millennial, so... There weren't really any talks about it, I guess you could say. COO brought up uh, our generation one time, but it was in a positive way. So Okay. Every time I hear the phrase our generation, it's typically negative. It's always been uh, millennials don't have a work ethic. Uh, Millennials are too sensitive. Millennials, this, that, and the other. Anything negative you can think about, it comes up. Um, So I think maybe you heard that at the workstation there. Nothing negative, but... They're not going to start saying negative things about us when they want us to work for them. Right. Work for the man. So, uh, how was your retreat? Where'd you go? Uh, I went to Pennsylvania. Philadelphia was uh, a little chilly, a little crisp. Did you buy a jacket? jacket. I did bring a jacket, but I represented California and I wore a t-shirt out every night that we went out. Damn right. They were making fun of me, but I was was rocking it. Cut. I know you went to Chicago like earlier in the year, right? And it was like 20 degrees. Chicago was freezing, yeah. Okay. So... So what we wanted to talk about was basically what's wrong with the millennial generation, Kyle? Uh, quite a bit. It's hard for me to say that too, because I know I am a millennial as well, but I wouldn't put myself in the same category as them. How does it feel to be labeled a millennial? It sucks. Why? Just like you said earlier, it has a, it has a negative stigma to it. And you know, I don't, I don't like being labeled a millennial because all the negative things that come along with it. Are all your friends millennials? Yes, because there's really no true definition of a millennial. Some people say it's from this year to this year. Some people say it's from this year to this year. The Wikipedia says generally it's anybody from between 1980 to early 2000s is the category it puts on there, which really sucks for the people born between, because I was born in 89, but the people born between 1980 and 89... Those people that are like, what, what's that, 30, 37 and below? Yeah. Had to be put in that same category? Are you fucking kidding me? With 23-year-olds? Yeah. Um, That's embarrassing. I'd almost consider those people old. Yeah, I would too. Like, adults, adults. Yeah. See, and that's what's crazy is, like... Some of them don't have as much gray hair as you, though, so... Like, 25? I wouldn't consider that an adult. They get tried as an adult, it, they, but they don't act anything close to, like, responsible pressure. Oh, right. If, you, if, you're talking, if you're talking about how they're acting, then... No way in hell. I mean, I I really think that, um, I mean, just like the law says, or whatever, mm-hmm. the law, uh, if you're 18 years or older, you consider an adult at age 18. But most people don't start acting like an adult until around age 30. But it's millennials, dude. So, I know. So, okay, let's get into this here. Largest generation. So, stats say it's somewhere between 85 and 90 million people, depending on how you round them up. That are millennials? Yeah, and they're the most educated group in history. Can that, uh, maybe, can, that, can that be a negative? I think they're the most educated generation based off of the most people with degrees. Yep, and, and that's exactly where they're going with this. So, <laughs> Which, with, with all that, with all those degrees, 40% of them were unemployed. 
or 40% of unemployed people Workers are millennials. Are that doesn't surprise me at all. So they don't want to work. They just want shit for free, dude. It's part of the Obama era. So, okay. I'll be the first one to take it political. I don't care. There's no way that 40% of unemployed people just don't want to work. Do you think there's a fact that... I think, a huge, have, I think a huge percentage of that 40% don't want to work. So and they just want to fucking get their free <laughs> Obama phones and all that nonsense so that comes along with it, dude. You're like the baby boomer just advocating the... Uh, Younger generations being lazy, but you're a young gen. You're in that generation. I know. I am. So, I'm know, a part of that. Do you see your? So okay, let me just play the devil's advocate here. Some of those unemployed millennials are going to sit there and say, "Well, dude, I'm trying to get a job. I just can't because my degree doesn't carry the same weight that it used to 15 years ago." Sure. What would you say to those guys? I would agree in the sense that a degree doesn't carry the same weight, but as far as oh, I can't get a job. I'm trying. It's not that hard. You could go get a part time job anywhere. Worst case scenario, go get a job at a restaurant. They're always hiring servers. <laughs> and you know what's actually sad is my job that I have right now with my degree, which is in the same field as my degree, I actually get paid less than I was getting paid when I was bartending three days a week. So it's sad. And making you rethink your life there, huh? Oh yeah, rethink my life every day. <laughs> okay, now okay. So if your degree doesn't doesn't matter, why go to college? So the average debt is about thirty three thousand dollars. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I can't relate to the debt because I came out of school with no debt. Right, but. You probably can, because you, you probably accrued quite no. Oh, no, you got a scholarship, huh? <laughs> wow. Well, we're the outliers. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Idiots with those fucking the way student I look, loans. Yeah. Suckers. <laughs> <laughs> so the way I look at it, though, is it, you can go to school for four years and get $33,000 in debt, or you can start working. At age 18. And become a janitor at age 18. And, and the janitor, actually, in the long run, ends up making more money than the if with the janitor works from yeah. age 18 to 65 full time, they end up making more money in the long run than that doctor that accrued two hundred thousand yeah. dollars worth of debt before he actually became a doctor. Absolutely, or veterinarians. Which sure. is big shout out to Mike O'Hara. Yeah, that guy that's good doing the doing the thing. Okay, so there's no incentive to even go to college. Does that does that have any long term impact on the workforce? <sighs> I have no idea because I, I I'm just going to go out on a whim here and say that you think our country is going down the wrong direction. Absolutely. I think I think it should be more based on – if you leave entrepreneurs out of it, okay. I think it should be based on strictly trades. I don't think there should be, oh, let's go to college under this subject and get a degree and go to lots of different places. I think it should be trades. Like, hey, you want to be a fucking blacksmith? Go be a blacksmith. You want to yeah. be a, this? Be this. And they should, it should all be based off of trades. Oh, there's going to be some outliers in there too, but – um, I think it would be a lot better if you actually went to school for what you were going to do and learned actual skills instead of, okay, well, you're not going to learn how to be a manager today. Today we're going to talk about leadership ability. Right. That's what I did in school, and it was fucking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> put your money to work. Put the government tax dollar to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so you're saying no more colleges, just trade schools. Like you, There are trade schools, though. Yeah, but I think it should be more – I think college, the degrees, quotations. Yeah. I'm making the quotations with my fingers. Um, should be for a trade or for some or for a job. Even if they're like, okay, well, this one, this career. I, I know it would be hard to be, but like, but this career path, you're going to go into this firm and work for this company. We're no. going to train you all the way there because did then. You, did you change your degree? I changed my degree once, yes, but I didn't change it that, because okay. I didn't like the field. I changed it because there was one class that I thought was nonsense because I was going to have to work for free. Was it women's studies? It wasn't. I think I okay. There, you know what? If women's studies was one of the credits that I would have received 
um, points for towards my degree, 100% I would have done it because I would have gone in there and made everybody look bad. But with that being said, the class that I, the only reason I changed my major was because one class that I had to take for a semester, it attached you to this firm and you work for them for the semester. And you do about $30,000 worth of work for this company. If you were actually working for them, they should you, pay would, your degree. you would make $30,000 in that six months that you're working for them, right? Yeah. The school, this company pays the school $2,000 a student that they get for this program. It's like a And the student system. does $30,000 worth of work. And I said, that's fucking bullshit. Not to mention it was a lot of fucking work. Uh-huh. So I was like, that's it. I'm changing up my degree. I'm not, I'm yeah. not taking this because for my degree, it was mandatory. And the what degree was that? It was for entrepreneurship, which shouldn't even be a degree in the first place. But yeah, so I was like, nope, that's nonsense. I'm changing it. Okay. Yeah, that would make sense, which I think is another bad deal for millennials because we're getting out of the gate. I say we because, you know, I'm in that boat. We're, sure. we're getting out of the gate two years, four years behind previous generations. Um, and you can agree or disagree with me on this one, but every job you get requires every self-respecting job, I guess, not to demean any job that's not self you know what I mean? You, sure. know, you know what I'm going with this. Sure. It requires some sort of minimum experience and you can't get paid internships anywhere. It's all it's all right. unpaid internships. Yeah, you gotta know so, somebody in college. You gotta know one of the professors, get on their good side yeah, and so, attach you to... Yeah, you gotta get referrals to get into an internship program at for some law firm or, you know, accredited... Or the big companies place. that somebody wants to work for, like Google or... Right, and so, okay, now you can't have income, but you gotta you, know, you need 40 experience. hours a day. Yeah. So how do you make ends meet? And then you got this massive debt that you can't declare bankruptcy on. That's a legitimate problem. That's it a legitimate is. financial problem. And I think that is not fair to the millennials going through the ranks. I think I think a lot of it, too, has to do with um, their parents. Well, the school system in general, but, like, their parents, too. Like, I think a lot of students are pushed to get degrees because their parents want to say, oh, yeah, I have a kid yeah. that graduated college. Look so at I mean, me. Yeah, so they, I think the parents, in a sense, are... And I don't think they're, I think they're doing it subconsciously. I don't think yeah. they're saying, oh, this is going to be bad for my kid, but it'll look good for me. Well, but that's really what's happening. Yeah. It's almost like they tell you, like, show off their kid, like a trophy kid. Yeah. Put all their bumper stickers on. Yeah, that shit. Yeah. My son's a graduate from Cal State Long Beach. It's like they graduate vicariously through you. But anyway, so, okay. Millennials are reporting the highest levels of clinical anxiety, stress, and depression more than any other generation. Do you think that's, that's BS? Yes. I think half the, I think half of those, Diseases, quotations again, are <laughs> Kyle, BS. Kyle's right now hardcore air quoting everything. You yeah, oh yeah. That. I think I think half those things on there are, are not real. I think it's something that people made up so that they can treat it. And... So you think that, uh, let's just say... I think uh, depression's a choice. Anxiety, no. I think anxiety's real. <laughs> you can't I think depression is a choice. I, now, don't get me wrong. Temporary depression, I understand. But to sit there and to straight tell people, yeah, I have clinical depression. I think that's a choice. So it's really hard for... You're, aren't you a... Oh, you're not a psych major, but you're no. a... Well, sociology. sociology. It's hard to... You can't sit there and assert that you have... <laughs> like, like you can't put a time frame on someone's depression. Like Sure. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> right? But I'm just saying all these people that are just like, yeah, well, then I was depressed for three years. Like, it's nonsense. I think it's nonsense. Could have had something tragic, man. Maybe. Sure. I mean, sure. A tragic incident happens? Yes. But I'm just saying the people that claim they are, like, diagnosed with it, like, for a long term for no reason out of the blue. Do you think this big campaign to, like, destigmatize uh, mental health helps kind of bring this to light? 
What do you mean? So okay. come on, you're using the big boy words. There's a big campaign. You know that doesn't go. There's out a lot me. of there's a lot of movement happening to kind of bring to surface mental health issues, okay. like not stigmatize it anymore, like not make it so bad or not okay. Do you think that millennials are kind of you know what? Hey, it's okay to be like really depressed or hey, it's okay to be stressed out and have anxiety. And there's modern medicine that doctor doctors with legit you know. Sure, that's that's fine, but when people start using it like an excuse to not have to work, but it, how how? But but that's the thing you can't you can't sit there and say, well, who's the judge? Right, and if they're not working, like they can't say, okay, Kyle's going to decide who's depressed and who's not, right? Or this doctor's going to decide, like it doesn't work like that. Uh, I don't know. That's a problem. I don't. I, I don't. Think I so. do I, think I, mental I think health think, is a huge problem. Though. I don't think it's. I think it's a good thing. I think because the generations that'll come after millennials will be more open to at least having the conversation of whether or not they're being fucking idiots about it. Maybe. That, or you take it to the extreme side and say, okay, because of millennials and because of people that are doing stuff like this, the United States will no longer be the world superpower. Because <laughs> they're it's some psyop campaign yeah, that Russia's going to come in and say, man, these guys are getting weak. Next thing you know, uh, I'm not going to take it that far. But <laughs> you get what I'm saying. You yeah. Know where I'm coming from. Yeah. So, okay, let's, next talking point here. Millennials are having children at an average age of 30 with 47% of births to non-marital couples. I don't think there's anything wrong with having children and not being married. Because I'm, I mean, okay, I don't <laughs> say this. How do I put this? I don't, oh, well, I know humans were not made for a monogamous culture. Okay. Monogamy came into play when, a, when religion came around. Okay. But then King right, would Henry, you agree with that? But then King Harry came in and said, wait a minute. <laughs> Hold on a hey, second, guys. Hey, um, <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm I'm not going to be the person that has multiple wives, multiple if you kids could, with multiple people. If you could, but, would you? You know what? <laughs> Sarah's listening to this podcast, so uh, we're going to go ahead and pass on that. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Um, Maybe I love so, it. So, um, but yeah, like, I don't think, like, when there's when, okay. that, when that stat comes up there, I don't think there's anything wrong with having children before you're married, because marriage is a religious thing. Sure. But I do think that a lot of people that are having children before they're married are irresponsible and shouldn't be having kids anyways. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it, but the people that are doing it, you're just like shaking. No, not all of them. I'm just saying a lot. Like, yeah. Okay. What about uh, the... I'm average- talking about the accidental births. Like, if... Say you and I. Yeah. Say you were a girl. Yeah, science. You're going to play the girl. And you and I decided, you know what? We're going to have a kid. And we're two both responsible adults. We both have good jobs. You know, you'll get you'll get uh, medical or uh, pregnancy leave, whatever it's called. You'll get it too. And if we were in Sweden, we both have it for two years. <laughs> Anyways, and we, and we were going to do it responsibly and we could take care of that kid and we don't have to pawn it off on our parents to take care of it because we had it right. by accident. I don't right. think there's anything wrong with that. But if we were to all of a sudden pawn it off, like if, all, if, if I didn't strap up and I busted right. all my clue goo inside of you sure, and you got knocked up on accident and now all of a sudden my mom's the one taking care of the baby because we don't make enough money and we both yeah. have to be gone. That's, that's a problem. Job. It's a fucking problem. And at that point, especially if you're under the age of 18, I don't think that, oh, we're going to get into abortion and stuff like that. But okay. To, you know that's a different topic. That's for, a different topic for a different there's day. A, so there's a huge gap there. Age 30 is a... a kind of late in life. Uh, I think my grandma had my dad when she was 16. Wow. 16 or 17. And no that, grandma. That's crazy. And that's like a, that's a theme back then. They had kids young. Yeah. Well, I, I forgot where I read it or where I heard it, but 
it's like the he- the most healthy time for a girl to have a a baby's between the age twenty and thirty. Yeah, or twenty eight is kind of where anything after like thirty, it, it more implications can happen and stuff like that. So um, that's crazy. Yeah, maybe there. Maybe uh, it's the whole mindset of I'm just focusing on me right now and my career, and then they're having babies later. <laughs> okay. Um, there's some more talking points here that I definitely, definitely want to bring up. Um, age group 18 to 34, which I guess would be a typical millennial at this point. They make $4,000 less on average. <laughs> the dog's scratching at the door and now I guess you can't read the podcast sign. <laughs> Go ahead. Read the status. Coming in. All right. Okay. So, uh, Oh, yeah. So, uh, they make $4,000 or less, $4,000 a year less. And this was just 10 years ago, adjusting for inflation. Okay. So, they're making less money. They're having kids later. Financially, they're not in a position to do anything. And they got this degree that is debt that they can't get rid of. And are we we even going to go into it? A lot of them are living at home still at age 30 or above. But it makes sense. Like, is there light at the end of the tunnel? For this millennial, generic millennial number one, who was a big Pokemon fan growing up and then can't can't make his way in the real world. I don't know. Is it by choice or is it by all these institutional things that are that are making it happen? Uh, I, don't, I think a lot of it's by choice. I think a lot is. Um, don't even get me started. What's the next one? So, Gen, is, are we Gen X? Is no. the next one Gen Y? I would say like the next after one. Millennials. I think the next one's Gen X. Whichever one's after millennials, that one scares me even more. I, I think that theme is common throughout mankind, though. I think it is too. Like I, I think that I think our parents look at us and go, yeah. "Wow, that generation's fucking crazy." Yeah. But I mean, I look at my own generation and go, "Oh, this generation's fucking crazy." Yeah, but it's the, insane. Yeah, there's crazy people in the boomer generation too, though, that are you know lazy and drug addicts. Yeah, but did but and think about it, when they were labeled ba- when they were labeled baby boomers, did they look? Do they did they sit there and go, "Fuck, I don't want to be labeled a baby boomer." I don't think so. I think yeah, they're just like, okay, that's our that's our generation. I think they were just pumped up to get a job and get a mortgage and call it a call it yeah. a day. Get the the American dream, the white picket fence. Yeah, but see the thing is, and, and that's this whole the whole argument is millennials can't have the American dream. There's no shot. Yeah. That's why they're like, dude, I'm, that's why entrepreneurship is so sexy, because they're like, dude, fuck, I'm just gonna make it on my own, make oh, my yeah. own retirement, maybe make it sooner if I'm good enough. Yeah. Because I can work at a Fortune 500 company and they get bought out by whatever and game over. Right. Or, you know, or they're just, or they just didn't make as much as they made last year, so they decided to lay off 2,000 people. Yeah. You're fucked. Yeah. Thanks, it's nuts, man. Thanks, Trump. <laughs> Trump's trying to fix it, dude. We're gonna go down that road. Anyways. So, so do you, do you, do you shame any millennial that lives at home? No. I shame millennials that live at home that aren't saving money living at home. Oh, okay. Or yeah, at least putting sense. their money. I'm yeah. not a big fan of saving money in the first place, but at least not putting their money to work. If, gotcha. they're, if they're sitting there living at home, not paying rent, or at least but the then they're spending their entire paycheck every single yeah, time they okay. get it. That makes sense. I actually agree with you on that. Then, that, yeah. That's tough. That's when that's when you need to implement the purge. The pur- in a perfect world, what is the purge? I don't know how... I don't know how you could even... Perfect world. You know what? I can't answer it. I can't. I said it. Now I can't even answer it. So let, let's let's. We need to get rid of them. Let's so come, see. Let's come back to this. Then. So you're saying, look, if you're not a, if you're if you're living at home and saving money and like have an end game with that, perfect. But if you're living at home and you're kind of just squandering that money, shame on you. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So, now look at look at this. Or from you're the, living in a, like your friend's house for only four hundred bucks when rent's way more. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. No, so so uh okay, from the Washington Post, sixty three percent of millennials would have difficulty covering an unexpected five hundred dollar expense. That's, that's more than half. That's scary. That's way more than half. That's scary. And that doesn't even that and that's including like even if they had a credit card. Yeah. An expense in general. That's scary. Six percent of millennials feel they're making a lot more than required to cover basic needs. Yeah, that makes sense. They feel like they're making more. Yeah. Well, they're spending a hell of a lot. They're they're spending like they uh, like they are, or yeah. the ones that I know, anyways, are. Forty four percent would dictate or would dedicate five thousand dollars in lottery winnings to pay off bills, loans, uh, signaling a struggle to launch, save, and invest. So, uh, and that's where I think a lot of the the discrepancy comes from is the boomer generation had the stock market. Yeah. And we got... We got Bitcoin, we got baby. We're market. banking on Bitcoin. That's right. What a time to be alive. I know. So... Uh, there's there's people that, that uh, talk to me to this day. They're like, yeah, you know, I'm, I, just got, I just got involved in the stock market now and I have some blue chips. I got some of this. I got yeah. some of that. I'm like, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know... People are turning that over in like three months in crypto. Anyways, there was a 19-year-old. I don't know. Did you catch this news story? A 19-year-old is like a multimillionaire because of Bitcoin. Goes out and says, if you're not a millionaire within 10 years, it's your own fault. Wow. Is he your idol? Um, I, I mean, I would agree. I would agree with him, but I wouldn't say he's my idol. Yeah. You knew who my idol is. <laughs> <laughs> uh Kyle, who is your idol? Who's my idol? <laughs> so, okay. Last, lastly here. Nick Cage. I think, Anyways. I thought it was Leonardo DiCaprio. I thought you were going to say Donald Trump. Oh. Uh, I was going to say, I was going to go way darker there. I'm glad I didn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> fewer and fewer millennials are becoming entrepreneurs. Now, this surprises me because entrepreneurship is sexy. Yeah. Uh, and I think Gary Vaynerchuk talks about it a lot. He says, look. If, and the stereotypical yeah. entrepreneur, when people hear entrepreneur, is that young guy that made it big real quick off yeah. his new tech company or off his new company. Off the dot com. Yeah. Rob Fiskino Auto Burger Company. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's very sexy in, in the media's limelight. Like the guy that we're reading the, some of the stats off of on LinkedIn, his name is Visionary Entrepreneur. That's his title <laughs> that he gave himself? Visionary and Entrepreneur? No, Visionary Entrepreneur. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's going hard on LinkedIn, so good for him. Mm-hmm. He's working it. But uh, uh, yeah, so millennials are less likely to become entrepreneurs. And if that's what stimulates business... What do you mean? So, yeah. is there is there hope or light at the end of the tunnel for business, or is it just going to keep being outsourced to these big time Chinese players that are running Alibaba flips and airdrops? <coughs> I don't know. And it's it's scary. It's scary to think about. Um, I think as far as small business goes, I think it depends who's. I think that all depends on laws and who's leading the country, and as far as what's going to happen next with that, as far as the barriers to entry and whatnot, but. Um, I don't know. So in 2014, uh, less than 2% of millennials reported self-employment compared to 7.6% with Gen X and 8.3% for boomers. But I don't know. I think this is a little misleading. I think it has to do with those people just have had more time to save money and then are more likely to take a risk, whether it be calculated or not. But a a millennial with with nothing to lose at 2% of that entire millennial population, that makes sense. Sure. Coming out of the gates hot, like, fuck it, here we go. I get that. I don't know. I think this actually is a little misleading. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a Cochrane Foundation implies that millennials aged 20 to 34 represented about 23% of new entrepreneurs 
in 2013. That, that doesn't uh, say successful, though, which right? Is, which is, says, it doesn't say successful, okay. yeah, which would probably be a fraction of that, which oh, yeah. is down from 35% back in 1996. So, Damn. But 1996 was when web was coming out. That's way, that was way easier, in my opinion, to launch a website or get yeah. the guys with the website Maybe. idea. I don't know. Because everything went on the web. Yeah. Uh, that, just just by looking at these statistics, like it, it's very easy for me to paint a picture and say millennials have a harder time getting out of the gates, which then leads to all these other implications like stress and anxiety when it comes to... Do you I look- noticed that you didn't include depression in there because <laughs> of what I said earlier. Well, they could become depressed too. Like, okay, rarely. It's like, it's like, man, like my parents are giving me a hard time because like when, I, when they were my age, they had it all. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? They were married and having yeah. kids and both had full-time jobs and... Good for them. I don't yeah. want that. Or, and then, like, not even to mention, some millennials are breaking through, and they're like, man, like, my buddy's doing it. I'm not. Like, what am I doing? I can sure. see how that really wears someone out, dude. Yeah. So, do you, are you embarrassed by your own generation? Not at all. No way. I think it's a very Not common, even the ones that kind of make you look bad? Not at all. Because they just refuse to work? That I think, like, unemployment, no. disability, stuff like that? Because I think there are idiots in every generation that try to do that. And I honestly think that there is this innate human nature to look at the generation behind us and clown on them. But they're not behind you. They're they're on you. Look at the 12-year-olds right now that are, that are on Vine and, and doing all these things. Like, yeah. you're, oh, I know our I generation... I don't even think 12-year-olds should have phones. But that's just me being that old... Uh, See, okay, and... That older person. No, I actually like that because let's go down that. Dude, we, the millennial, is kind of born and molded with technology. That was a part of our brain. I remember right. growing up and... Like How old were you when you got your first cell phone? I think I was 14. I got it for graduating 8th grade, so freshman year of high school yeah. when I first had a cell phone. But they weren't affordable. Like, now they're really affordable. You, you just 10 bucks a month to add a line, and you get a phone for, you know, yeah. pretty contract. Yeah, and you contract. can finance it basically. Yeah, it's finance finance the whole thing. So, so you really don't see the cost. It's, it makes practical sense. I remember going to the park and then having to call Collect, and then they'd be like, hello, like, would you like to place a Collect call from? And then I'd say my name, pick me up at the park. And then the other end would say, hey, do you want to accept a call from Pick Me Up at the Park? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's just more practical to have a cell phone. So I used to say, I used to say, say who's calling? And I'd be like, your baby boy. Yeah, so that's I'd be right. like, you have a collect call from your baby boy. <laughs> so I, I think that, that young kids having cell phones isn't a big deal. Um, I think the technology, we're just, we just grew up with the technology. Like our generation, the millennial generation was kind of exploring it. And now we're kind of getting back to even keel i think society ultimately will correct itself to where the young generation will have cell phones but at the extent of their usage it ultimately is going to depend on good parenting yeah or shitty parenting it depends. a lot of stuff depends on good and shitty parenting right so so i don't know i don't if anything i think technology helps bridge the gap between old and young for good or, re- for sure. good or bad and well, yeah society is always going to find a way to equal out sure you ever notice i actually noticed this the other day how, you know how when you're on a cell phone, I know people can't see because we haven't started video yet, but when you're on your cell phone, you're mostly using your thumbs, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever notice like somebody that's like 40 or above, they, they have to hold their phone in one hand <laughs> and then they use their other hand to use yeah, their they, finger to do things? They got bad vision. Oh, it bad fucking dex, bugs me watching it. Oh, my God. So, anyways. Hey, I think there's some, some good nuances. Um, Kyle, your closing statement. Let's wrap this up here for our listeners. Some of them probably have to go to work. Or actually, our audience is probably all millennials, so they're probably not working. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, I think I'd add that into my closing statement that 
my own generation, whether whether the past generations were embarrassed by their own or not, my own generation embarrasses me. JP embarrasses me sometimes. <laughs> um, but definitely the people that are truly working the system with the whole idea of, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to work because I don't have to. I can sit here, file disability, or file for unemployment, even though I don't need either of them, and... <laughs> You know, sit here and live my life out Ooh. being an average fucking person. Yeah, so would you buy food stamps off someone selling them? Would I buy them? Yeah. Someone working the system. I, sorry, no. God, I didn't mean to cut you off. And I've actually had trouble keeping my mouth shut in the store before because there's somebody buying something with food stamps, but they're there with both their daughters, and their daughters both have on brand new pairs of Uggs that go for about 150 to $200 each. If you could put $200 Uggs on your daughters, you don't deserve food stamps, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Kyle, if you got hate in your heart, let it out. This is not <laughs> food stamps is a whole other topic, dude. Ah, uh, the thing I've seen a lot of food stamp things going on that I strongly disagree. Ooh, with. you know what? We're, okay, work in the system and the system. I think that'd be our next our next podcast. That'd be a good one. Um, Kyle, great closing statement. I'll go ahead and, and just end on my little two cents here. I think every generation has unique problems. The millennial generation's problems are a little more unique, and we're starting to see the backlash. Uh, in terms of mental health, in terms of them getting out of the gates with finances and college. Is it even worth doing or not? Uh, I think we associate with a lot of guys with degrees and we'd probably look at each other and say, yeah, it may, it may or may not have been the best financial decision, but you know, other values built out of college and not all of it's monetary. So, you know, someone uh, says they have a degree nowadays. You say big fucking deal. Yeah. Cool. Tight. Was it online? <laughs> <laughs> so, okay guys, thanks for sticking in with us. Uh, like, comment, or subscribe, spread the word. Um, Kyle is is uh, real passionate about a lot of these things. So thanks for taking the time with us. Deuces.